morning, everyone in the house today. You guys can go ahead and grab a seat. If you guys didn't know, the youth have officially taken over today. We have a, a youth section over here to my right. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, before I get into anything, I do want to give honor where honors due and just say thank you to Pastor Randy and Pastor Cherie. Without them, none of this would be possible at all. If you didn't know, this church started back in 1992 in their house. And so I can only imagine what they had in mind for the rest of us. All of you in this room, if they were not obedient to the word of God in their life to move to the northwest side of Fresno, we would not be here today. My life would not have been impacted the way it was impacted. And so I'm just so thankful and grateful for the two of you. They truly do care so genuinely. I remember back in our G42 school ministry, Pastor Cherie always being there in the mornings working out with us. And she, she didn't have to be. And she was always there, so always so kind, cheering us on. And Pastor Randy, even to this day, just knowing his heart, even for you guys over here, maybe you've never talked to him, but he truly does care about this next generation. And he wants to see you guys thrive and succeed. And for this whole house, he truly loves every single one of you and cares about the people here at Celebration. And so I just want to, if we can all just stand and just give honor to Pastor Randy and Pastor Sheree. Thank you so much for your obedience to the Word of God, and thank you for, for the opportunity to be able to speak today. If you didn't hear what Pastor said a moment ago, he spoke last weekend, and he uh, spoke out of Luke, and his message titled was Launch Out. And really what he was speaking about was Jesus getting into the boat with the disciples, really just the beginning of the journey that they began, the disciples with Jesus. And today I'm going to be reading out of Luke and fast forwarding a bit and seeing how that all turned out. Before I do, I would love to pray and then we'll dive into the word of God. Father, we thank you today for your love, for your grace, for your compassion. We thank you, Lord, that today, whatever the situations may be in your people, in their lives, that you know what's going on. You're aware of the situations, and you have a promise in mind, Lord. We trust and thank you with our lives. We thank you that everything is being woven together for the good of those who believe, Father. I thank you for healing that is happening right now, Father. I thank you for your provision that you're providing again and again, that where finances are in equaling up, that you're bringing a miracle to the table, Lord. I think that we trust you with everything that we have, with our mind, with our soul. Father, I thank you that we're prospering just as our soul prospers. We thank you for the word of God today and that we shall receive from it, that it will uh, it'll be in good soil, Father, and it will harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, we're going to be reading from Luke 22, 31 through 34. I brought this thing called the Bible to read out of. I know most of you probably use your cell phone. Uh, I love to use my cell phone too, but I'm going to be reading from our NASB version, starting in 31. And so we're basically fast-forwarding to the day that Jesus gets arrested. And they're going to throw on the screens if you guys want to follow along. It says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to sift you. You could even use that word as test. To sift you, man, like wheat, like a farmer tests his wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And you, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. But he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you have denied three times that you know me. 
And so right here, Jesus is, is prophesying of what's to come and what's going to happen. We can skip down to verse 45. So we see Jesus is in this scenario where he's praying. When he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping from sorrow. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you do not come into temptation. This is already the second time Jesus is telling them to pray that they would not fall into temptation. So now we'll go ahead and fast forward to verses 54. This is right when Jesus gets arrested. It says, Now they arrested him and led him away and brought him to the house of the high priest. But Peter was following at a distance. After they kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter was sitting among them. And a slave woman, seeing him as he sat in the firelight and staring at him, said, This man was with him as well. But he denied it. He denied it, saying, I do not know him, woman. And a little later, another person saw him and said, You are the one of, you are one of them too. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after about an hour had passed, certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. And then the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord and how he had told him before, A rooster crows today, and you will deny me three times. What I want to point out to you guys today, and from this scripture, this passage, we'll be reading it soon um, in our daily Bible devotion. So if you're not following along with our daily Bible devotions, we read a chapter a day here at Celebration. The Word of God is vital to your life. You need it to thrive. You need it to feed your soul. Just like you feed your body uh, humanly food, we need spiritual food. And so this chapter is coming up soon. And for myself, what I was taking away from this chapter is we see Jesus telling the disciples twice to pray that they will not fall into temptation. And right after, you see two people, two disciples given to temptation. You see Judas, who betrays Jesus and, sell, and betrays him for money. And then you see Peter, who betrays or who falls into temptation and denies Christ three times. And just earlier in verse 33, we see that he said, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And, and it just makes me think about our lives and what's going on and all the promises we may have in life and what we believe is true and what we're believing for. But when the reality of life comes, we're so quick and easy to surrender that. We're so quick to say, yeah, it's not equaling up. So why, would, why is this all going to happen? There's promises that God has for you today. But when tomorrow doesn't start looking the way that it's supposed to look like, when sands and stars doesn't look like the way it's supposed to look like, we just start giving up and we start surrendering. And I think... Jesus knew that Peter was going to, he was going to fall into temptation, and so how much important is it for all of us to be praying that we don't fall into temptation, that we don't give up, that we don't fall uh, to the wayside, because there is purpose in mind for every single one of us. So back when uh, Pastor was sharing, we see Jesus encounter uh, the disciples in the boat, and they're finding out what their true purpose is going to be, and it's be that they're going to be fishers of man. And right here, we easily see that, that Peter is walking away from that. We're going to fast forward to John 21, verses 3 and 4. And we're going to see, this is after uh, Jesus has been arrested. Jesus has uh, been crucified on the cross. And it says this in verses 3 through 4. It says, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. 
they said to him, we are also coming with you. They went out and got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. In verse 15 it says, Now when they had, heard, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, shepherd my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. And one of the things that most people do highlight from this passage is the love part, is, is how much Peter loves Jesus. And what I see in here is that Jesus is reminding Peter of his purpose. Last week, we, t we learned that Peter and his disciples were fishermen. They, they had a job. They had a life, a journey. They began before Peter came in, or before Jesus came into the scene, and he changed their narrative. He changed the script. You may be living your life, and you have a certain journey, but maybe today you're coming encounter with God, and he's going to change your script, and he's going to give you purpose. And so Peter, Peter, after all this happens, after he denies Christ, and he goes through the motions, what does he do? He goes back to fishing. He goes back to before God and Jesus changed his purpose. He goes back to fishing. So I can only imagine the shame he's feeling after denying Christ three times, after people had said he's one of them and he chose to say he's not. And so he goes back to fishing. And I really believe in this, in why he's asking him three times if you love me, and he's telling him, tend my sheep, shepherd my sheep, tend my sheep. It's because he's trying to speak some life back into into Peter. He's trying to say, hey, Peter, do you remember when we first met? I said I was going to make you a fisher of men. And you're, maybe you're in this room, and maybe you're forsaking your purpose. Maybe you've already given up. I want to remind you that God has a given purpose for every single one of you. Don't give up. It is not too late. No matter what age you're at, no matter if you're a teenager or you're an adult, like there's something more for you in mind that God has for you. And, and really to tie in, I can relate a lot with Peter. I just want to share, like, my testimony and really just um, bring you guys into, like, my journey. Because Peter was on a journey, and he was, he was one of the 12 disciples. He was one of the three disciples that was close to Jesus, and yet we still see him quit. We still see him go back to what he had planned and not what God had in mind. And so for myself, uh, like Pastor was saying, I did go to a camp. Uh, but before that, it was my summer going into my junior year that I was invited here to Celebration Church to a youth night. And I know my youth here, they've been to our youth nights. And so their your journey has began somewhere. So for me, at that time, I was invited to youth, and I was a hopeless teenager. And I know there's people in here that probably can relate that at a young age, you probably didn't have much hope. And for myself, I, I felt like I was never going to succeed. I felt that my life had already been determined to be failure. And at the age of 14, I already thought, like, man, I'm not going to graduate high school because I feel like I am sincerely uh, not smart, I'm stupid, and I don't have much going for me. I remember dating a girl in my freshman year, and we, were, we had been dating for a year at this point. And I know, pretty young to be, I've been dating for like a whole year. And I had looked at her and told her, hey, 
I know that we can date for right now, but when we graduate, we're going to have to break up because I'm not going to be able to provide for you. So if I can't graduate high school and go to a college, like this doesn't work because you're going to want to be with someone who can provide for you. And I know this is like age 14, right? Like this is super young stuff going on, and I'm saying this. But this is where my mind was at, just so you guys can see what I'm, go- what I'm going through at 14 years old. And so going from that, and it really what came from like people telling me I was stupid. Like people in my schools, like my teachers, um, relatives, friends, and and granted, like, I didn't give them much to believe in, but that's how I felt. I felt genuinely like I am worthless and hopeless. And so when I got invited to this church, when I got invited to a youth night, I really felt the hope and the evidence presence of God. I felt that in the people here. And coming to that youth night, it just drew me to want to keep coming more. And so after that, I got invited to our Sundays, and I started coming there. And there was a guy right outside that exit door that looked at me and just said, hey, you want to join our kids team? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And so right away, like on one of my first Sundays, I said yes to being on the dream team. And I just started serving. I was connected to a group of people um, almost immediately. And I had our youth team, all the youth leaders, and our team has youth leaders right now that are committed to helping reach this next generation. I had our youth pastor, Andrew Nava, at that time. Um, And so right away, you can see that the spear of my life went from me being by myself thinking I'm hopeless and worthless, and it, I had this team that I had access to now. When I was going through something, I could reach out and text and text our pastor, text our youth leaders, and text my friends, and people who would have normally said, yeah, that sucks, bro. People would say, no, that's, that's not the way it's going to end for you. It's going to change, and things can get better. And so maybe you're in this room, and this isn't just for teenage, but, but add some people to your team. Add some people to your circle that can help you grow in strength. And we have dream teams. We have spots available. It may look like we don't need more people, but we can always add more to the family. And so I encourage you, if you're in this room and you've been coming for a while and you call this church your home, join the dream team because it'll change your life. So for myself... In that moment, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm in my first year here at the church, and it was coming up to camp, Camp 13. They started promoting it, had never been to, to anything like camp. I just heard that it was really fun, and so I wanted to go. I went to Camp 13, and what was so, what I feel like what was so good for my life and why it impacted me so much is that we hear like two messages a day. We worship. We have good friendships around and healthy relationships around us. And we're hearing from God. And I feel like that's something that not everybody makes a priority in their everyday life. You don't always choose to read the word. You don't always choose to worship. You don't always choose to hang out with the right crowd. And at camp for those, like, four days, you're, like, getting all of that, like, infused into you. What truly matters, it's all getting poured into you. And you're able to hear more clear from God. And so for me at that camp, like, I just knew, like, man, there's no way this God's not real. He is, he is evident, and I want the life that he has for me. And I chose, hey, you know what? I'm going to surrender my life, and I'm going to follow what God has for me instead of what I've been trying to pursue. Because what I've been trying to pursue has not been working for me. And so at Camp 13, I fully surrendered my life, committed my life to Jesus, and I felt like I received a calling to be in full-time ministry. Didn't know what that was going to mean. I didn't even tell anybody for like a year, like, oh, I felt like I heard this from God. And we had a school of ministry at that time called G42, and I graduated high school, went to Camp 14 again, graduated high school, entered that school of ministry, 
And it was such, such an experience that further grew me even more in capacity. But what really, to connect the dots to what Peter's going through um, in this passage and for myself, is that when I was in G42, remember I said at Camp 13, I believed that I received the call to be in full-time ministry. And in G42, after I graduated high school, I'm 18 years old, and I feel like I'm wrong. I feel like, man, I made a stupid decision. I probably shouldn't be in here. I am not good enough to be in this program. I, I don't know if they know everything I've done in high school, but I should not be in this program. And then we have all kinds of ages that were going through it. So I felt like I was the youngest one in the pack. So I just felt like, man, like how am I supposed to compete? How am I? And that's one big problem right there is that we're all trying to compete in a race that we're never meant to be competing. And so I ended up quitting. Like it was about... I don't even know how many months in we were in the school of ministry, but I ended up quitting, and I was, like, determined. I was like, I'm going to go in this meeting, and I don't care what they say. Like, I'm right. I'm going to quit. And so I just told them I'm quitting. I left. And once I drove away from that church, I just felt like something died in me, like something like my purpose had just died. I felt like I committed, like, spiritual suicide. That's the best way to compare it to and, and I still, like, drove away feeling like, okay, I got to own what I just did. Got to let it sit. But it, I just felt worthless again. I felt like, man, I just lost everything. And so I reached out to Andrew, and I told him, hey, bro, like, I'm wrong. I totally should have not left. I'm supposed to be in the school of ministry. And he, he vouched for me, and he fought for me, and I got back into that school of ministry. I was gone for, like, one week and then came back in. And that one week, they went on, a, like, an L.A. trip, and I had to stay and make up all, the, like, the assignments that they did while I was gone. But it was worth it. And so I stuck around. I was in that school of ministry, and I finished. And I think to, like, compare it to the story that we're reading today um, in the scriptures, uh, Peter began a journey. You guys began a journey. And for him to have gone to the distance he went and forsake Jesus in that moment and walk away from his purpose, man— I want to just put you guys in that seat as well. Like, have you walked away from your purpose? Have you walked away from what Jesus has called you to? Maybe maybe it's only been like a little bit. Maybe you're settling a little bit, but maybe he wants you to turn it up a little bit and pursue him a little bit more and seek him a little bit more so that you can truly be in the place he's graced you for. There's more. There's totally more in mind for every single one of us in this room. And specifically, like, we're going to camp this week, and I know that, like, this is like a fraction of what's coming. We have about 185 kids that are coming to camp from our campus alone. And I am just stoked for every single one of you to be able to experience um, what God has for you. And even past our camp, like I believe that what's going to happen at our campground doesn't stay at our campground, but it's going to come back home. And it's going to impact the rest of the teenagers that maybe aren't going. The teenagers that are your schools, it's going to really spread like wildfire. Uh, worship team, if you want, you can join me, join me back up here on the stage. And I just really want to speak into our camp, and I know that some of you may know uh, the vision and heart behind Game On, uh, but it's just kind of how I felt like, you know, God, we always have a theme. What, what's going to be the theme this year for camp? And I really felt like Game On was the title. I felt like God was saying there's a lot of our youth that are sitting on the sidelines, and if we're ever going to get to where we need to get to, we're going to need the youth to step in. And so I believe that this summer we're going to see a generation come to say yes to Jesus, say yes to their calling, say yes to their purpose. 
And, it, and I'm so thankful that we have a church that's behind this mission that can, that can pour into this and help sponsor and help sow seed into our youth. I believe that they're going to come back different. They're going to go back into their schools with greater things in mind. They're going to go into the school year uh, better than they were before. I know COVID has probably changed, the, changed this whole year for us, even last year. And maybe you weren't expecting for this year to look what it looked like. And maybe it's stolen from you. I know the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy and, but Jesus came to bring life and more abundant life. The, the, our God devours the enemy. And so what's to come from this camp, I believe it's going to be for our entire church. I believe that we're going to see goodness come out of it. I believe that this generation is going to be what takes us, takes us church into the, our purpose. And not even for just them, but our whole entire church, we're going to need all generations to work together. I believe that the wisdom from the older generation, the past from the younger generation, we're going to be able to really just take it to the next level. I just want to invite all of you to, to stand in this room. I really want to just pray, pray over everyone. I really feel like what I came to bring to the table today was to remind you that you were made for a purpose. You were made for something greater than, uh, than you even knew. And if you haven't received Jesus, we're going to give you an opportunity to receive that in this place. But know that you're not just meant to hit repeat on everyday life. You're not meant to just wake up and go to bed. We're here to build the church. We're here to bring his kingdom here on this earth. And there's a mission in mind. And we may all get busy with our everyday lives, um, with finances, with the day-to-day -day things. But I want to remind you guys that we are on a mission here on this planet. We're here to bring hope to the lost. We're here to bring salvation to your friends, to your family, to the people all here on this earth. And so I just want to encourage you that you do have purpose in mind. I want to pray for everyone in this room. If you can, just bow your head and close your eyes with me. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that you, when you formed us in our mother's womb, that you already had a purpose in mind. I think that every single person in this room leaves this place knowing that there's purpose for them, that they leave this room knowing that there's more for them, that they don't leave worthless, they leave filled with hope. We speak against the lies of the enemy, Father, and we, we curse him right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We celebrate victory in this place where there's been brokenness, that there is restoration in mind. I thank you, Father, for every single person, that they would live out in your purpose, that they would pray that they would not fall into the temptation. I thank you, Lord, that you just lead and guide every single one of us, that you sent your Holy Spirit to be with us here in this place, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're harmonizing with our spirit. Give us the direction. Give us the wisdom to go in the way we should. I thank you, Lord, for every single teenager that's going to camp this week. And I thank you, you're going to speak your truth to them, that you're going to make yourself real to them, Father, that we're going to be able to see them lead that camp differently. Anything that's been broken, Father, you're healing it. You're restoring it. Father, anybody that has any physical healing needed today in this room, we believe for that right now, Father. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that lavishes every single person. I thank you, Lord, for the people who did walk away from their purpose. That maybe they're years away. They, they've already settled that life is what it is, but it doesn't have to be that way. So we thank you, Lord, that you're changing the narrative, that you're intervening in our life, and you're doing what you want to do with it. We thank you, Lord, and celebrate Jesus who died on the cross for our sins so that we didn't have to perish, but we instead get to spend everlasting life with you in heaven, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your love, for your grace, and your goodness. With your eyes still closed and your heads bowed, I just want to invite anybody in this room who say, you know what, this God that we're speaking of, I, I want to enter a relationship with him. 
Jesus, I believe you did die on the cross for my sins so that they could be forgiven, so they could be wiped away. And I, if you're in this place and you want to make that decision, I just want to encourage you to boldly just raise your hand and God, God will allow you to make that decision in this place. Jesus loves you. He adores you. He wants to wipe every sin you've ever committed clean. I know you may be in this place and you're thinking, why would this God want to connect with me? He made you and he loves you and he wants to walk with you daily. It's as easy as just repeating the prayer with me. Repeat with me. Say, Father, thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for my sins. I confess out of my mouth that Jesus, you're my Lord, you're my Savior. From this day forward, my life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give it up for everyone in this place who just made that decision. I really hope that you would leave this place knowing that you are made for a purpose and that you don't walk around worthless because I used to walk that walk and it was painful. I would settle for less and there, there, is, there is so much room for abundance that God has for us to overfill your cups with joy. Why settle for, for a half cup? Why settle for a lukewarm life? Why settle for anything less than God's intended purpose for us? Pursue him to the fullest. Pursue him with gung-ho. Just go all in, man. And it's not going to be perfect. You're going you're gonna to have days that don't look the best. But I believe that you can start that journey today if you haven't already. Well, the way your life has been doesn't have to be the way it's always going to be. You can decide today, I'm no longer that. I had labels on me that I was this, this, and that. And I, I carried those for years, man, like for years, even past high school, even when I was in school ministry. And those labels, I just always felt like bondage to them. And so maybe you're still carrying labels in this place. Cast them to the side. Allow the word of God to be the truth over you. You do not have to keep living to those labels. I don't care how old you are in this place. You can still decide today. Jesus, I want your truth, and I want it for me, because the truth will set you free. And so really just challenge yourself today. Man, what have I been holding on to that I need to let go? Because you can. It's available right now in this moment. You know, let's just pray for everyone in this room who maybe has been holding on to that. I want to just pray one more time, if you will, with me. Just come in agreement in faith. Father, we thank you for every single person that maybe they've been holding on to something, Lord, in their life. And it's been dictating how they're going to live their life. But right now, we cast that to the wayside and we declare over them, Father, truth, peace, love, boldness. Father, we thank you for your characteristics. And we thank you that they're going to be evident in these people's lives, Lord. That what they have been carrying, they can surrender it today. They can decide today to walk in your truth and your holiness and your goodness, Father. I thank you, Lord, that what lies have been given to them, Lord, we curse them right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that people are smart. They're bold, Father. They're beautiful. They're whole in the name of Jesus. They're not what people have said. They are what you say you are. You are the great I am, Father. You live inside of them. The same spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead is in every single one of us in this place. So we thank you that we choose to speak truth into our life, into who we are, and we don't allow life to throw what it wants to throw at us. We choose to operate in your spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, and invite you into our daily lives. Holy Spirit, live with us. Holy Spirit, be with us each day. Speak to us what needs to be done. We choose to not walk each day with no purpose. We have purpose in mind, Father, through you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.